we kidding? Hey everyone, and welcome to Who Are We Kidding? Uh, this is episode nine, our first episode of the new year, 2017. Yay, happy new year. Yay, happy new year. Um, we are titling this episode, New Year, Same You, because we think you're already pretty <laughs> awesome. <laughs> we don't want to add to your list of things you should be doing. So um, if you're anything like us, that list's already way too long. And so we thought instead today we would focus on brace yourself. It's a really irritating term, but we can't think of a better one. Self-care. <laughs> it's such an irritating term. Why is it so annoying? We're going to talk about that. I don't know. It's it's loaded and obnoxious. And we can't really think of anything better um, other than just, you know, like living in a way that you like. I don't. I'm yeah. Not sure. Yeah, unfortunately, that's not very, um, that's not very like sing-songy or jargony or motto-y, which is, is sort of a prerequisite for these terms that we have to live with. I kind of think of it as self-maintenance, which is like an even worse term than self-care. <laughs> it somehow sounds sad. like, yeah, it's a little sad. It sounds less hippy-dippy and annoying in the way right. self-care does to me, but it's almost more depressing. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Because then you're, what are you like a car? <laughs> yeah, basically, it's like, what do you have to do on a day to day basis to keep yourself running like a fucking car? Sure. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but also, it's a, so that you feel like a little more human, right? So, yeah, um, that's true. Yeah. So it's like humanizing activities. I'm not sure. We'll, we'll think of something. <laughs> Our terms um, are getting worse. <laughs> they are. It's It's bad. Help us out. Um, totally. <laughs> somebody's got a good one out there. I know it. Um, but we mean well, and we think that yes. everyone could use this at this point in the world, at this point in the new year. Um, everyone totally. can do something to make them feel good, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And to kind of make life, um, you know, happier and more enjoyable on a day-to-day basis. So um, I immediately went to Google because I wanted to try and figure out a better term than self-care. Clearly, we still sure. couldn't. <laughs> yeah, Google did not help in that. No, it totally like... gave me nothing. <laughs> but yeah. what it did give me was some kind of like interesting historical stuff that I looked at for a couple minutes. Um, and I noticed in reading like Wikipedia and some other, uh, you know, essays and breakdowns on the topic, um, this is certainly not a new thing, but the self-help industry really became popularized in the early 1980s. Um yeah. I think like well, well before that, like the 1930s, that guy put out the book, um, How to Win Friends and Influence People, Dale, sure. Car- Dale Carnegie, I think his name is. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. I don't think it had a term back then, but in the 80s, it blew up as self-help. In the early 2000s, it kind of transitioned and got repackaged um, as like self-improvement. And then now it's sort of edged into this term like self-care that we all use. Um, Yeah, it's been rebranded, I feel. Yeah, over and over again, because you have to rebrand as soon as people catch on to your bullshit, right? (laughs) Sure, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) In one way or another. And the other thing I thought about um, with Craig working in the medical industry, when I threw the term at him, he, uh, Mm -hmm. he came back and he was like, I don't really know what that term means, because if you talk to people in the medical field, it's just aligned with the term preventative medicine. Sure, sure. Or some some definitions I saw were even people like um, self-diagnosing, like not yeah. going to the doctor and just taking care of themselves. Like totally. <laughs> so we're no, we don't mean that. Obviously. Yeah, we're not trying to get you to WebMD yourself. But the but the preventative medicine thing did kind of crack me up because the phrase um, just things to do, ways to prevent yourself from feeling like shit, is what entered my mind. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's so once true. again, we're back to a long, non-catchy term for self-care. Um, but, you know, we're kind of thinking about, like, how we can treat ourselves, um, as Carla said, without feeding the man. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to, like, be part of the self-care machine, you know? Yeah. It's like a huge, huge industry. Um, yes, that was another crazy thing I found, that um, 
I knew there was a lot of money behind this whole self-help, self-improvement, self-care bullshit. Um, mm-hmm. But I had no idea quite how much money that like early in the 21st century, um, again, thank you, Wikipedia, people were valuing uh, this industry at $2.5 billion in the USA. That's okay. already a lot, right? Then it grows sure. to $9 billion in 2006. Wow. And it's now topped $11 billion as of 2013. So I'm sure it's oh. even higher than that. Yeah. So, uh, so there's like all these people kind of looking to profit off of helping you feel um, like your best self. And there, it's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, people, if they're providing an awesome service that makes you feel better, like that's great. Um so it's not a black or and white issue, but we wanted to come up with some tips for self-care that weren't um, going to cost you anything um, <laughs> because that kind of feels... Because everyone's broke yeah, after the holidays for Dude. real. Like it's so expensive totally. to do holiday things. Fuck. Yeah. And sometimes also <laughs> self-care, self-care can totally be things like getting a massage or getting a pedicure or... Um, uh, buying awesome makeup or whatever, like th- that's fine. But we're going to skip those things because we're feeling like probably we don't need, you know, there's other things we can do that don't require spending money. So that's what we've decided to focus on today. Totally. And everywhere else I look on lists of like ways to make yourself feel good, it has those things, especially since this self-help improvement care shit is nothing new. Everyone is just reiterating the same pinpoints. Yeah. So we're we're trying to come at you with some helpful different stuff. And um, Meg also had the really good point of like, if there are ways that you're you're wanting to like spend your money, that's like a um, also considered a self-care item or whatever, there's a difference between like going to Macy's and buying a bunch of MAC cosmetics or um, joining like a dance class with a local instructor that's, you know, getting paid yeah. to do that. So yeah, totally. I was thinking about that. And like, I, I don't know if this thought is bullshit. Um, you guys are all feel free to <laughs> feel free to tell me if it is. But I sometimes <laughs> think when I'm buying something, um, which I buy from places like Macy's and Amazon and big box stores oh. all the time. I'm hell yeah. Prime so membership not. over here. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I had like fucking uh, cat litter shipped here the other day because I got lazy. So <laughs> Oh my God, uh, totally. It's really hard to carry that up like four flights of stairs, you guys. It's too rude. Make the it's, UPS guy do it. Yeah, it's like 30 pounds of something for your cat to poo in. It's not cool. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, back to the topic at hand. So I think all the time about what the experience is like, you know, going to one of those big box stores. And when I purchase something, I can't access, like, I can't really think through the chain and think about who my purchase directly helps or benefits. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Like, yeah, I, 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 there must be. There's tons of, you know, employees. There's manufacturers. I guess they're purchasing from smaller, um, you know, businesses. But I really do notice a difference when I, like, go around the corner and buy a, you know, Christmas present for someone in my family. And I buy it from, like, the little store around the corner from my house. Because I know the yeah. person that owns that place. And I... I know that they're like, yay, someone bought something today. I can keep the doors open longer. So I don't know. I think totally. Yeah. So that's that's another thing to think about. Um, And while we're thinking about all the, you know, this materialism, I think it's time for our first segment, commercial breakdown. (laughs) Speaking of commercialism, we have some things to complain about. Yeah, gee, this is new and different. Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> Carly, you want to complain first? Go. <laughs> okay, sure. Now, Meg's already had to hear this complaint because I had to text her a photograph of this um, postcard with a caption um, <laughs> as soon as it happened. But I, I thought um, a larger audience might be interested. So, um, 
You know the company Third Love? There's they're like a startup that's revolutionized the bra industry because they <laughs> make bras in lots of sizes and um, <laughs> um, based on real women's measurements and it's like great bras for women by women, you know, that kind of idea. Right. Right. And I have I have a bra from them. They do have really nice customer service. The bras are really nice. There's no complaints there. Um, but I got this postcard in the mail. It was like for 15% off, but it was a photograph of a woman with like a really, really busty woman in a pretty bra. Mm-hmm. And um, she's like curled up on a couch. And I'm, I'm assumed she's wearing underwear, but you can't really tell. You can just vaguely see her undercarriage in an uh, like it's not appropriate it's like undercarriage I love it (laughs) I don't like you're seeing her business in a weird way and it's you know it's like super sexy and it's like yeah which is kind of a trip coming from that company because you're right it is like really women focused and like um you know again they they seem like they're out to like help and stuff you kind of you kind of like expect a much more sexualized kind of bullshit ad from Victoria's Secret or something? Oh, totally. I way I totally expect it from Victoria's Secret and I also um like usually you don't find that racy of a thing on the outside of a Victoria's Secret. You have to like open the magazine to see it. Yeah, you're going to post a picture of it, right? And are you going to yes, post your uh, comment? And I will I will post my my letter to Third Love. But basically, it goes like this. Um, there are small children living in my house that do not need to see some random lady's taint. Um, <laughs> so please, please, for the love of God, start selling bras to the people who buy them. Women. Like, you don't need to sell this to my husband. He's not going to log on to the Third Love and get me a bra. He's <laughs> totally not. If it didn't sound so awful on audio, I'd clap for you really loud right now. Because <laughs> first of all, I Thank loved you. that you used the word taint in a constructive criticism of a company. It's awesome. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Second it, it, of all. It needed to be said. Yeah, totally. Second of all, excellent point. I want to know if there's a man out there that's ever brought a bought a bra for his woman. I feel as though they didn't get the right size if they did. I think th- I think men that buy bras, like correct me if I'm wrong, I think they're only ever buying um, sex bras. Yeah, you know what they're I mean? not like here's your. I got you a 24 hour t shirt bra because no. I need to be comfortable. <laughs> um, you know, I just want to no like man ever. Yeah, totally. Never. I'm just like here to support your breasts and like really make them look their best under this sweater. No, but yeah, no, it's not going to happen. And then third, I just want to mention real quick that I really love that you did that. And we were talking about it because on every single podcast I listen to third love is a sponsor. So we're here for you people. We just shot ourselves in the foot. We're never going to get their sponsorship. (laughs) No, there. And you know what? This is, um, we don't fucking care. It's okay with me. Yeah, yeah. it's all right. I will find somebody else. It's yeah. going to be okay. Totally. Um, oh speaking of shooting yourself in the foot, my mm-hmm. commercial breakdown also has to do with a brand that I am a, a, a loyal subscriber to. Um, and funny enough, it also has to do with vaginas. So here it goes. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> we're like on the same page. Yeah. Nice. I, when I'm working, will sometimes listen to music on um, YouTube, and so whatever video was playing in the background, and I heard a really, like, obnoxious commercial come through, so I clicked on it to turn it off, and then I saw that it was a commercial for my preferred brand of digital camera, Canon. Oh, mine as well. Yeah, totally. So Canon made a newish commercial, um, and it's called hospital dash bring it and so, oh no yeah just from like last year i think and so the scenario is that there's like a close-up on a canon digital slr and the announcer is saying your child is your first child is about to be born do you bring the camera or leave it and it's a couple like rushing out the door with their baby bag and the dad like turns around and he's like oh and he grabs it okay. so then cut to 
the labor and delivery room, mom is like, you know, probably like a ring of fire screaming it in, in a <laughs> sure. in like a nice commercial fake way. You know, she still looks really pretty. Yeah. Her hair is done. Sure. Of course. Yeah, yeah. totally. And dad is like, yeah. And everyone's crowded around. Dad's like, you can do it. You can do it. And he's got the camera, you know, right in her business. Oh. And he takes a shot. And I'm okay with all of it up until then, surprisingly. Okay. Okay. But then he turns his back on the entire thing that's happening and he stares at the back of his camera. It's called chimping in the photography world when you sit there and you go like, ooh, ooh, ooh. And then you'll have like a monkey post when you look at your camera. So he's chimping yes. his own camera. And the nurse no. walks over and looks over his shoulder and goes like, wow, that's breathtaking. And the doctor leaves the delivery too and comes to the other side and is like, that is an amazing shot. It's something like that. Meanwhile, the, Broad's still trying to push the baby out? The baby's out. You hear baby crying. They're just ignoring it. Yeah, they're ignoring it. And I know it's oh. supposed to be a joke, but it's so fucking annoying. Oh my God. That just makes you want to be like, she shouldn't have brought the camera because now you're getting divorced. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. That's exactly what it makes you feel like. And all I can picture is like, if I were that woman, I would have the strength of enough people to rip the metal stirrup right off of that delivery table and just <laughs> hurl it at the back of my husband's head as hard as I fucking could. I hate oh it my so God, much. Totally. I, it, it, yeah. Like, it does a few things for me with the idea of not being present for things because everyone's always taking pictures. And I'm a photographer. I love taking pictures. <laughs> yeah, but you don't have to take 40,000 in no, order I... to enjoy, you know, like you can capture a moment in two shots, whereas yeah. everybody else has got their phones out all night. Yeah. And it may be Canon saying like, hey, don't have your phone in the labor and delivery room. Have one of our Canon cameras. They're trusted. Right. But right. yeah, it's really annoying. It also makes me want to tell people to hire a birth photographer if you want pictures of it. Yeah, because your husband has more important things to do than taking pictures of your vag. Yeah. While you're pushing people, a baby out. Most people don't want that picture. And if you do want it, you no. should hire a professional to take it. It'll look better. Yes. Yeah. It will. <laughs> anyway, I hate or that commercial. Or you could just <laughs> get the pictures afterward. Like you could just wait until everybody's calmed down. And get some nice pictures of the mom snuggling the baby. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. There's also that thing of, like, needing to document everything to the nth degree. Yeah, and that, even like, worse than needing to document everything to the nth degree is the ability to look at it immediately after with digital. And just to, like, totally. completely, like, snapping the picture doesn't take you out of the moment. It's staring at the fucking back of the camera afterwards. So it's another strong case for shooting film. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Screw you, Oh, Cannon. my gosh. <laughs> and third love. Oh, man. Oh, man. That sucks. We like both those companies, but they do yeah. not do well. No, totally. But we'll link them in the show notes. You guys can okay. uh, see some obnoxious ads and then buy some great products. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, now we're getting to the fun stuff. Um, yeah. We are going to share some stuff that helps us out. So um, this is basically ways we try to really live instead of just going through the motions of life. And um, we've broken them up into four helpful categories, but there's lots of overlap. So that's just. Dude, let's be real. You broke them up into four helpful categories because okay. your mind is amazing. I just threw a bunch of notes in a document. <laughs> Okay, well, our four categories quickly are know thyself, connect, get into your head, get out of your house. Yay. So, <laughs> yay, we're going to go through all of this. But of course, um, who are we kidding? We are not experts. So yeah. um, it's we don't even remember to do this very often. It's sort of like yeah. this is going to help us as much as you. Totally. I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah, well, that's, but we're doing it anyway. That's sort yeah. of how we, how we roll. Um, <laughs> so the idea here is you won't find any diet tips. Little to no money will be spent. You're not giving up things you love. And none of this has to do with things you should be doing. So um, I'm already in. Those, that's so those, solid those right the there. Pillars of self-care, I think. <laughs> the pillars <laughs> of self-care. <laughs> 
I'm going to write a book, guys, and then you yeah. can pay me for these. No, I will just share Totally. It. Let's get on the bandwagon. <laughs> get a piece of that $11 billion pie. Um, okay. So this first one, um, know thy fe- thyself, is this idea of what fuels me might deplete you. So um, one of the best things you can do to take care of yourself is not do things you hate. Yep, totally. Even if they tell you that they're like a good self-care thing like I'm not a bather or a journaler I get in the bath and I'm super bored and (laughs) I'm ready to get out oh see I love a bath I can sit in there for like an hour except for like my skin will get all wrinkly but totally I yeah no it's like a I I know it's weird but it's also sometimes you just have to like know that and take a shower and move on your one is my favorite because I couldn't agree more I'm not a fucking runner. I will never be a runner. I tried to be a runner in my early 20s and I hated it. Yeah. No, it's bad. I don't really believe anyone loves running. Have you ever seen someone run and smile at the same time? (laughs) Like, watch it. If you see people out jogging in real life, they are not enjoying themselves. Right? And if you see people like like professionally jogging, like running a marathon they or something. They are not oh. fucking around. They are not having fun. No, totally. <laughs> I actually do think people like it, but it cracks me up because I'm just like. One of my cousins is amazing at it. She's done it her whole life. She like runs marathons and stuff. She totally oh. loves it. But again, like so she'll cool. be the one that fuels her. She will tell everyone at holidays yeah. like, you know, there's just a certain point where you like breakthrough and your mind is clear and I don't have that point ever so I'm just gonna stop doing it (laughs) one thing that um, you and I don't agree on that's pretty funny is for me I find um, making things doing anything that's sort of like a tangible thing that I make whether it's like um, I've been trying to learn how to sketch. I'm horrible, but I'm still doing it. Or like, I love to cook or knit or like for me, making something is really, um, fuels me, you know, restorative. How about you, you Meg? When I hear you say it that way, okay, like the first mm-hmm. two things you listed, like drawing and cooking, I can totally get into that. I actually okay. find both of those pretty relaxing but when I first read your note that said make shit I thought oh god no like (laughs) don't add (laughs) that makes me feel so stressed out like (laughs) when there was um there was a time a few years ago probably when I was running I was just doing a whole bunch of shit that other people said I should do Sure. And one of my friends was like, you should take this online crafting class. It's like a six week course. And I thought, yeah, okay. And then I fucking hated every moment of those six weeks. (laughs) Oh, no, that's not good at all. If I wasn't feeling confused by what I had to make, (laughs) I was feeling like inadequate at making it or late in delivering it. It was like a school. It was like a school class. (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah. Everyone post your pictures online. Ugh. Oh, yeah. So probably don't don't make shit in a stressful way. But if there's something that you like creating or like um, gardening's another one for me, um, do it. It's awesome. But only only if you like it and it doesn't stress you out. (laughs) Yeah. Otherwise, skip it. Okay. Speaking of stress. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. This might be like a little contrarian to what we've been talking about, things you find pleasurable, but I've thought a lot in the last year that sometimes self-care, hate the term, but self-care is Mm -hmm. just the act of getting some shit done so that it stops weighing on your mind. Like, yeah, sometimes as much as you want to relax or go see friends or do something enjoyable, actually what you need to do is sit down and do the work that's been nagging at you. Um, I have a way of procrastinating sometimes or putting off something that I feel a little, you know, daunted by, as do a lot of people. Um, Yes. And sometimes no amount of, like, life enjoyment or, like, mental prep is going to help you get through it. You just got to sit down and get the shit done. And your inner state doesn't matter as much as your action. And I know that seems a little mean, but I think sometimes action can lead to a better inner state. 
I like that. I Not really like a highway, I... but the interstate of your mind. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would like to add that um, in addition to tackling stuff that just needs to get done is straight up canceling stuff that deep down you're not going to do. Like, don't live (laughs) on the fence. Don't walk around with this like, oh, yeah, I should do that thing. I said I would do that thing. I'm going to do that thing. Just don't. Like, I saw, I think think it was on Pinterest, but this quote, like, seriously changed my life. It says, don't put off until tomorrow what you can straight up cancel today. (laughs) So real. Because I'm an overcommitter and, you know, of course, work on saying no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you can just get really good at backing out is okay, too. I've I've had to learn how to do that because you really just can't do everything. And if you're putting it off and putting it off and it's you don't have to do it, it's like some lame obligation, just cancel it. Yeah. And you don't even and- have to give a good excuse or anything. You can just write, call the person or email or whatever and be like, I'm so sorry, I'm not going to be able to do that. And just I let really it go. like just, that. That's it. Or I'm not going to be able to go to that or whatever. And just that's it. You don't have you don't owe them like some crazy explanation. You don't need to give an excuse or a reason for everything. Nope. And there's kind of no better self-care than saying, yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Just <laughs> knowing yourself and knowing, nope, it's not going to now. Yeah. Not going to happen. <laughs> and I think that, like, that kind of um, would ultimately open up a lot more room in one's life for the other bullet point you came up with that you called connect. Because yes. if you're not always weighed down with these other obligations, you're going to make a lot more space and time to schedule the things that you value and the things that are actually fun, right? Absolutely. And that's huge, 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 huge. Make time put value on the stuff that's actually fun like it's so easy to like martyr yourself and be like I'm too busy I can't I don't have time I got it whatever that stuff is crucial get together with your friends spend time with your family make time for your significant other and that doesn't have to be like fancy date nights and huge escapades I mean we've talked about how to stay close with your friends um yeah check out that episode for more tips on that but um like seriously I can't emphasize that point enough like connect in real life with people that make you happy totally and the thing I said earlier about like um you know getting getting shit done it's so that you can focus and be present in those other times. It's not, you know, we can all work 24 hours a day if we allow ourselves to. Um, It's not a good way to be. And you need time that's set aside to like nurture your romantic relationships and your friendships and your family relationships. And if I have those things like set aside for myself, it creates a schedule for me where you know going back to the idea of getting shit done like I have a reason to get it done so that I can go enjoy this other thing totally and also um for me like uh running not so much laughing I don't I don't think there's anything better like (laughs) really cracking up is like the best like it makes you feel so good it's totally free you can do it. Yeah, anytime. it's an ab workout. You can if you're like, you know, if you're into exercising for the new year, you could just lay around and um, I'm not endorsing drugs, but maybe you take a couple of hits and everything's that much funnier. And then. <laughs> yes, yes. And, but it's definitely hard to like really laugh um, without the presence of other people. Like it's so much easier to laugh and goof around with somebody then even if you're watching comedy or whatever you're gonna laugh harder if you're spending time with other people so yeah I can't even ever access that's funny I tried to just picture if there was a time I've ever watched like a stand-up comedian like alone in my house (laughs) (laughs) I don't know do you think anyone goes to comedy shows alone I don't know but I they're still with other people that they're like you know like there's still a community there I mean, I've read books that have made me laugh out loud. That's um, true. Totally. Or listen to podcasts. That podcast, Two Dope Queens, is one of the funniest yeah. things I've ever oh heard. Oh, my God. They're so funny. But it still, it makes you want to go and, like, grab your person and be like, did you hear this? Is fu-? You know, like, it's a good Yeah, I send you, thing. like, 
a firestorm of texts whenever I'm listening to that <laughs> podcast. Or a couple times I've just called you and I've been like, listen to this. <laughs> I know, it's so good. Yeah. Oh. So a few um, tips, you sort of touched on this a little bit, Meg, was like getting your stuff done so that you can really connect with people um, when, so you're not just like constantly working. And um, one tip for that is this idea of sort of trying to set up like business hours. Um, And that can be really hard when like your social media and work are sort of like uh, all one thing. Um, but I would say that what the connection that we're really talking about is not um, online. Yeah, so. I like that point you made about like actually making those life connections like in person. And maybe that means you turn off for your phone. You turn off your phone for a while or if you're at home together, you don't have the TV on or like you kind of don't distract yeah. yourself in that way. Totally. And also just like in a day to day life thing for myself, what I've done is turned off all notification notifications on my phone for everything. So it doesn't beep extra because it's bad enough. Like I check it a lot anyway. Mm. And um, I've buried or deleted like time sucking apps. So like I can't get rid of Instagram because I like it. But I have to like I put it really far in my phone. Like I have to go find it to use it. So it doesn't just like, it's not the first. Oh, that's interesting. It's like you're like on a farther back page in your phone. Yeah. So it's like, I have to be a little bit more thoughtful about actually opening it because it's like, I go, I know notifications. So it's not telling me. And then I have to like go find it. So it's like, that's great. Like if I have 10 minutes, then I can do it and enjoy it. Um, but not just have it going all the time. So that was a helpful one for me. That's a good idea. That might make it more enjoyable too, because sometimes it is a like, um, refreshing thing to sit your ass on the couch for a minute and stare at your phone, like to like, oh, totally. be in oh, yeah. social media. It can be fun. And it's probably actually, I don't know if you could call it a self-care thing for some people. It's not for me, but I could see it being that way. Totally. I think especially but- if you're sort of like, uh, I'm going to do this right now. Like, I just want to veg out, you know? Yeah, and not if you're bombarded by it. I think that's the issue I have sometimes um, because my, like, in my Instagram is my photography page and my, you know, they, they yeah. over, they're the same thing. They don't even overlap. It's like the same thing. So sometimes I think of social media as work and it does not hold that, like, self-care or, um you know, rejuvenating feeling for me at all. But it might if I turned off all the notifications and I decided to be in it when I was in it and not be distracted by it when I wasn't. Yeah, I think that that's a super great point. Okay, so now this one's get into your head. It's a little bit um, counterintuitive, I guess. Uh, But it seemed to make sense for what we were talking about. So um, sometimes it's just like working on your inner dialogue a little bit so for me Mm -hmm. the one that I was thinking of was release guilt and um I really have no idea how to do this one but I'm sure that it would make me feel good so I'm putting it out there like that's your yeah 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 that that's a, a good one I think I have a hard time with that too and that would probably help in the other areas you're talking about where like you need to cancel something you do it and you don't, you don't feel, bad feel about guilty it. about it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So um, You do it in a kind way. Sure. You don't be a shitty person. but like No, no. Yeah. But partly it's like kinder to let somebody know earlier if you're not going to make an obligation, then wait to the last minute and leave them yeah. high and dry. So sometimes it's just sort of like reframing stuff maybe. Yeah. Um, and taking a minute to like just think through instead of just like having this back dialogue of guilt and like negative crap that you don't really like you know so I'm thinking that's a good one things that yeah that is a good one are there other things that you feel guilty about or something or that enter your head in that way on a day-to-day basis oh you know oh god I'm sort of a I'm I'm super super hard on myself so I think it's always like this I could have done better I should have done better Mm -hmm. I you know um 
kind of constantly. So um, any way that I can like not be as hard on myself, I guess that's like the the worst guilt for me is just that feeling of like, oh, I didn't do my best or my best wasn't good enough. And that sucks. Yeah, Um, I understand that. It's like, um, I think it's even harder to get at and like reframe as a thought when it's constant. Like, I, I think my version of that might be worry. Sure. Oh, yeah. Or like, like, I totally understand the guilt. But if I think of what is maybe like a constant running script in my head, it's a worry about something. And sometimes it has to do with guilt. Like maybe I didn't do as good of a job on XYZ as I should have. Um, But sometimes it edges on more of just like a free floating anxiety of of like, you know, pick your topic, right? Totally. So the kind of most like, like the best thing for myself I could do there is just when that thought occurs, to just fucking let it go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, uh, you're not really supposed to fight it, right? You're just supposed to be like, okay, it's there. Okay, it's gone. Like in one of my favorite comedians, special Bill Burr, when he talks about those creepy guys that play that sport curling and how you could just have a thought and like that weird little puck that they're pushing mm-hmm. along, you could just see yeah. it and then you could just watch it leave. <laughs> yes, love it. Fuck all okay. this leaves on a river bullshit. We're talking about curling now. <laughs> curling. It's it's a better visual somehow. Yeah, um, totally. <laughs> okay, but speaking of lovely visuals, um, I will give uh, this one to my husband. Um, read poetry. I have found that like um, there's so many like should things when it comes to like intellectualism or calming your mind. Like I should meditate. I should read War and Peace. I should, you know, whatever. (laughs) But um, (laughs) poetry that you that you like that resonates with you is like really awesome way to do something nice for yourself that costs very little. You could even go to the library. Yeah, how funny that you were thinking about that because I've been reading the shit out of Mary Oliver. Since, Me like, too. Really? Got, the same one? Yeah. I got um, two of her books for Christmas and I've been reading them like nonstop. What did you they get? just make me feel. I have um, the two volumes of new and collected poems. It's not her newest, um, but it's got That's... like a lot of the really famous ones. Dude, that's so funny that like, I think that that book is, uh, you know, if again, no shoulds, but if a person likes poetry or likes reading, that is like an essential item to have around the house right now. It's super funny. We didn't talk about this, but I bought like 10 copies of that book and just had it on hand over the holidays and just gave it to friends <laughs> left I and right. I gave that. like, and I gave it to everyone in my family. I probably that's had awesome. a copy here for you on top of your Christmas present. <laughs> Now I know it well, can go to somebody else. Someone else, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so that's great. That's cool. Yeah, the the um, like, I don't know. She has a really deep way of kind of taking the weight of the world off your shoulders and sort of making making me feel like, um, God damn it, each day is a gift. <laughs> like, let's do something yes, good with it. <laughs> totally, and but not like. Oh, I'm not doing enough with my life, but like, yeah, what am I gonna do today? Fuck yeah! Yeah, she's and really good at that. Did you give her new um her book of essays upstream? No, not yet. Okay, well there now I have that one for you too. <laughs> I also got some copies of that one. <laughs> oh my god, it's awesome. beautiful. It's like if you wanted a slightly more concrete version of her poems, uh, now in essay form. Oh my God, I love it. Okay, so that would, and it could be anything too. Like, um, try some random ones, you know, like we're really loving her right now, but there's other um, great poets and all different styles. And that's just something neat to try. For me, another one is listening to music, like, and not, I'm not talking about like just having music on the background all the time. Like um, Craig and I will sometimes after dinner, just like be in the living room without phones and without TV and we will put on records and it's like you get to pick a side now I get to pick a side and we'll talk and stuff and we'll actually listen to the music and there's something really relaxing and kind of um, 
I don't know, it gets my mind going to listen to an actual full album rather than just yeah. a random song here and there off Pandora. That's like the yeah. oldest one ever. I'm all Pandora. Everyone's oh like, yeah, God. Spotify. I, yeah. <laughs> um, I get you. It wasn't that long ago that I finally got rid of Pandora. but um. I know. Clearly, I'm still playing vinyl over here. I'm like, yeah, everybody try Pandora's. <laughs> no, that's like, vinyl. That's because you're such a cool San Francisco hipster. Like, I don't think you're allowed to live in your neighborhood if you don't have a record player. I'm pretty sure there are three record stores in this neighborhood, so you might be right. It's probably not I just love us. it though. It's that's a good thing. Not all um, hipster things are negative, in my opinion. No, it's very true. And music is one of the most positive things that I can find. So I'm all yes, for it. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Okay, yay. So um, music, poetry, try to. Um, stop the chugging in your mind of crap you should do or negative yeah. thoughts. Yeah. And then, like, as I always do, lame Meg is going to take it back to work because I have a thought about work again. <laughs> You're not lame. <laughs> no, it's, like, so obsessive, though. You know the feeling. You're like, like, I don't know. There's something about running your own business that you always have to frame things in terms of work. You know how that Yeah, feels. yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> so, I get it. And I do it yeah. for work and motherhood. I've got like the twofer. So, oh, God. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's totally the same. I mean, your work is way more serious than mine. But the... the no, it's uh, not. You're making a living as a writer, dude. That's a really big deal. You have your own business, too. So, but you can't, you can't take my next point because you have to, you can't just run away somewhere else because you have the kids to drag along with you. Damn it. <laughs> yes. Shit. Okay. Well, this one will work for me, but that's okay. So the other thing I always think about um, falls under Carla's other bullet point called get out of the house. <laughs> yes. And <clears throat> I think about this when, if you work for yourself and you happen to work at home, like I do a lot of the time, um, it can be so, so helpful if you have to keep working to change your your external setting. So whether that means you, um, you know, if you live in a city, you walk around the corner to a cafe, maybe you make like a list of things that you can do somewhere else. Um, I share a studio space. Sometimes I'll go up there. Um, you just have to get out of your own environment sometimes as a form of self-care because I think that one's mind kind of closes down on itself. It's easier to feel guilty. It's easier to worry. It's easier to like spin out on things if you don't just change your environment every once in a while. Totally. And for me, like nothing has really taught me um, the value of getting outside in fresh air, like having kids because they're the same for kids. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're a little bit like the canary in the coal mine when it comes to that. <laughs> like, they will start losing their minds pretty quickly if they haven't been outside in fresh air. Um, but then you have to take them out, right? Because they're little. And then you feel way better. You're like, oh, it wasn't just them getting stir crazy. Like, we all need to be outside. Um, so that one for me has been like huge like it's just I, it doesn't matter like the weather or any I mean well we live in California I'm sure it does matter yeah. the weather hey it's been somewhere. raining I don't know but yeah we rain or shine like we get outside every day and um that that like really helps me feel like a new human like even if it's just like being in the backyard for 20 minutes like pulling weeds it will change my whole perspective that's world. so cool the way that that does apply to you because I thought okay this one's going to be different for her because of having to um you know like having to manage the children as well like like you said way long ago on a past episode like oh I mentioned something like heading to the gym and you were like oh value that feeling right now because when and if you have kids you won't be able to just walk out your door in the same way yeah no and you don't but the in the on uh, the flip side of that obviously is like they also force me out the door a lot more because I think there'd be days where I would just stay in my jammies and work, you know, in my bedroom and never really um, see the light of day. And also like another thing my husband always does um, is he always looks at the sky. Like we have our nighttime chores and we'll take out the garbage and that kind of stuff. And I'll always notice that he's like looking up and checking out, you know, the stars or whatever. 
That's and so cute, really. It is, yeah, <laughs> he's a doll. <laughs> but um, it's re- it does. It makes you feel really good. Like it's a silly, easy, free thing you could do is just take a minute to like look up at the sky, day or night. Um, it's a fun one, you know. Find That's pictures funny. in the clouds or look for constellations or just yeah. feel like you know. You're the par- a part of something bigger. <laughs> that's real. That's cool. And like, yeah. I, it makes me think of years ago when um, Craig and I would always do this walking through the city. You, we made a rule of tending to look up because <laughs> the tops of the San Francisco buildings are so beautiful and the sky yes. and everything. Um, and if you look down, you might see something really gross. <laughs> yeah, like human poop. So. Yeah, totally. It's not yeah. out of the question. <laughs> but that's it. cool. I like what you said about the, being the canary in the coal mine. And that makes me want to find my own internal version of that because I don't know what it is. I sometimes just hit a breaking point where I'm like, I need to be outside or I need to see other people. The last couple of weeks I've been having about a day a week where I meet somewhere and I do like a co-working day with photographer friends. Yes. And it's been super awesome. Um, it's funny because I get way less done because we're all talking. Yeah. But I always end but... up learning something really like new or different. You know, I get some piece of information, whether it's like a shooting method or an editing method or just kind of how somebody runs their business. So I feel like I end up learning a lot more on those days. That's cool. I love that. I know that reminds me, I think we lost somewhere in our notes that I had said that for me, um, and this kind of goes back to like, get into your head. um, Getting some alone time is super key. And I have to find that by like getting up before the kids get up, which is really early and hard. But when I do it, I always have a better thing for you. Yeah, but obviously, like for you, you're alone all the time. So it's better to go and connect with people. So, you know, that one, But I think um, for mothers, I would say if you don't have any time in your built into your day and it could straight up be 15 minutes, that's like yours where you don't have to like interact with other humans. I do think that overall it helps because you spend so much of your day interacting that it's like even if you're a total extrovert, you need like some time to just have quiet Um. Whether that's like as soon as your husband gets home, you walk out the door and go for a walk or like get up early or whatever works for your schedule. But like it's key. Yeah, because not only, you know, are you interacting with other people, which everyone experiences, but it seems like when you're, um, you know, mothering, especially for small children, you're not only interacting, you're like being needed constantly. Right. Like it's just. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's even different. That's more depleting. So I could see needing some alone time. Yeah. Again, know thyself, right? Like being around people fuels me. Be having like a little headspace for yourself fuels you. So totally figure out what makes you guys feel good and then try to get it in your day. Yeah. And then the last one that I think Meg and I both do for get out of the house is, um, take a class but not like something like something that really like interests you or um is super fun so not like a class like bookkeeping or something unless that's your jam but if that's um, your jam I really like I just want to talk to you and understand (laughs) your mind (laughs) but like for me I noticed that like part of um my anxiety spiral that I had earlier was that I had given up on a lot of um, these simple self-care things. And um, one big one, and this one does cost me money, but um, is totally cheaper than therapy, is um, my flamenco class. So I take flamenco um, just for fun. Like I'm not, I don't perform or anything. It's just, yeah, um, I went to your performance. It was, it oh, was well, awesome. we do like little, we do like little <laughs> class recitals, but we don't, you know, it's not serious. It's just like, um, but it's really challenging. And so mm-hmm. it, it occupies like my whole brain for like two hours. And it also gets me out of dinner and bath and bedtime and the whole nine, like once a week. Um, that's awesome. 
so it's like kind of the best like it it fills like so many different little um pockets for me because I'm sort of doing something with other interesting people and getting out of the house and learning something new and uh, moving my body so for me that's been great and I know you do that really fun workout class yeah, I do a couple of different ones a, a few times a week in the morning and, and it is it serves the same function for me, especially working um, at home or by myself a lot. It's so great to go there and see like gym friends and get a workout and and to just have fun. It does not feel like a running workout, as I mentioned right. earlier. <laughs> so that's a big self-care thing for me. And like it's I think one interesting thing about trying to monitor this for ourselves is um like that term you used canary in the coal mine is like the perfect term. Like what happens when you've kind of like fallen off the wagon, so to speak, and you're not doing these things for yourself. Like I become a much less productive person. I become a lot crankier. It's hard to pinpoint like when the change happens for me, but you know, I can, I can call it within a week or two and be like, Ooh, I was not doing those things I needed to do. Yeah, totally. Um, I think that's perfect. So that's part of it, too, is just trying to, like, pay attention. Like, you start freaking out, you're probably not doing anything on this list. So (laughs) maybe pick one and see if you feel a little better. Totally. Make your own list. Get a whiteboard. Draw it out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whiteboard it up, guys. Um, And also, we're going to put all this. uh, You know what? I might even make a cute little PDF if anybody wants it. Um, oh shit! I want it. Shit. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna make some. I'm gonna make this really easy to help you remember cool shit you can do to feel better. Oh my god, we should make an infographic that's like a map that you follow. Like, do you feel like this? Go here. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, that's gonna take me a while, but I'm gonna do it. Okay, I'm um, gonna help you though. Okay. <laughs> like for mine, it would be like. <laughs> Does your right arm and your shoulders hurt really bad? Have you been sitting at the computer all day? Yes, go to a fucking yoga class already. (laughs) Oh my God, totally. I love it. Okay. Um, But we have a new segment before we leave you today. Um, I'm excited about this one. Yeah. It's called You Win Some, You Lose Some. And so we're going to share a recent win and a recent fail um, because... It's fun. We've, we've, if we can't laugh at ourselves, we're screwed. So <laughs> we got a little lady brag happening and then a little bit of self deprecation because it never hurt anyone. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm really good at those. <laughs> yeah, me too. We actually had a really hard time coming up with wins for this, guys. So we have to work on yeah. that part. But we totally. found them. So, <laughs> Meg, you want to share yours? Yeah. Okay. My win, um, my win actually happened just over the last two days and I didn't even know it was happening until I looked back and I thought, dude, you are such a winner for doing this. <laughs> yes. Um, basically uh, Craig and I have some really rad friends that live out in the sunset district of San Francisco and, um, super sweet couple. They're married. They have a darling little girl. Um, and they were going to celebrate their five-year um, wedding anniversary, and they got like a last-minute chance to go out of town. Um, so of course, their you know their daughter goes and stays with family. The other things they have in their home that are a little <laughs> bit harder to um, pawn off on people are yeah. a pig who is not a small pot-belly pig, but a pretty. This you know, is an large ample pig. pig. We're going to share this pictures. Is, yeah, he's awesome. He's an ample pig. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. And two bunny rabbits. Um, Like I said, all in a little (laughs) darling apartment in the Sunset District of San Francisco. So uh, they texted us last minute and said, hey, like, I don't know if you guys are around this weekend and into it, but, you know, our pig actually likes you and he's a little bit grumpy. And would you want to stay with him for the weekend? (laughs) Oh, my God. I love it. So the first thing that happened in my head was like, oh, no, you have a lot to do. You got to take down the Christmas tree. You got all that shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the better part of my mind just said, you can hang out with a pig this weekend or you can be a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so 
I texted back, yeah, I'll hang out with that pig. And then me and Craig and my sister got to go um, house it for them for the weekend and take the pig on walks in the park. And it tried to bust food away from us a whole bunch. And it was just a really fun time. That is awesome. Oh, my God. I love it. Last minute house sitting for the win. Yes. Um, Okay. What's your fail? My, yeah, my fail, my loss is. What, yeah, what do you you lose some? I'm going to lose some money because I can't plan anything ahead. And (laughs) (laughs) I am going to be ordering all of my uh, new business cards for our super fun trip to Alt Summit. Um, Definitely on a rush printing and rush mailing fee. So. Oh, yeah. Well, we haven't done our, our ones for Who Are We Kidding Yet either, so. Yeah, no, so I'm doubling up on Good the times. money loss. We're just going to, yeah, like rush fees all around. Oh, God. But, It'll no, be I okay. Can, I can never plan ahead. It's fine. Whatever. Oh, man. <laughs> what did you win and lose? Okay, so my lose some is, uh, talk about mom guilt. We were supposed mm-hmm. to have our fun trip, um, we are, I bring the kids always um, around the holidays to San Francisco. And we do something fun with Auntie Meg. And yeah. the morning of our trip, Jude broke out in like the craziest hives I've ever seen. Like his whole foot blew up and I freaked out and took him straight to the doctor. And because oh, um, I wasn't even sure it was hives because it was so weird. And um it was hives, but it was due to a chest infection that I didn't know he had. So um, we were all getting over a cold and he had like a little cough. I mean, it didn't sound great, the cough, but it was very, very rare that he was coughing. Like he was sleeping through the night and stuff. And he hadn't had oh, it that wow. long. So I just thought he was like getting over the cold. Like it was sort of just a crummy cold for all of us. No, right. I definitely should have already taken him to the doctor. So felt like a major jerk because it's not very nice to like just let your kid be sick um, but he seemed happy like how would yeah, you yeah yeah he seemed fine I know and even the doctor was like I he doesn't look sick like I would, never would have known so um <clears throat> but still like that stuff that to me was just major bummer and we missed our fun day um, oh, I know. We'll have to reschedule that. I was super yeah. sad too, but I was really glad he was, you know, like, okay, thank God he got Well, yeah. For, I was like, jeez. Oh, when I first uh, saw that text, stress. I was like, oh no. <laughs> I know. His foot is giant. I'll call you later. Yeah, we can have another city day. We'll, we'll work it out. <laughs> totally. Um, and he's getting better, so that's good. But um, then my win is that. Um, to sort of make up for missing that day and, you know, him not feeling great, we cozied up and just made a ton of art. We got really into um, a fun creative bug class, and then he decided to create this um, comic book, and I helped him with it. And um, so that was actually really fun. And that was my win. I needed it. That's cool. Yeah, you guys had an art day. Yeah, it was good. It was fun. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) All right, everybody. Well, we are going to leave you with those wins and losses. And hopefully you've picked up a few good ideas or pointers for how to take care of yourself in this weird, weird world we live in these days. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) How to make the most of your days and, and find some fun in them and some relaxation where you can. We will be back at you soon with another episode, hopefully talking about our fun trip to Altitude Summit at the end of the month. Yay, we're so excited. Yeah. In the meantime, um, you can check out our website, whoarewekidding.com. You can find all the show notes, some pictures of some pigs and maybe some Jude artwork and what else do we have in there? Oh, yeah. We got a couple fun links for you guys to check out. Um, Yes. Some funny content about uh, New Year's resolutions and some super cool artwork that makes fun of all the motivational stuff we're all spouting off to each other all the time. So check the website. Yeah, it's all kinds of good stuff. And pretty please leave us a uh, review on iTunes. That is super helpful for people to find us. Um, And you can check us out on Instagram too, at KiddingCast. We're all over the place. 
Yay! Okay, thank you so much for listening. Happy New Year. <laughs> yeah, it's like, come at me. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come at me. <laughs> One of the sexiest phrases. <laughs> yeah.